And as they make their way back to their seats and their families, we invite you to stand as you are able, and we stand to honor God and to hear his promise in here. And if you've been connected with Living Waters over the last few weeks, you know, you know we've been uh, um, in this sermon series called Aha. It's finding those God moments that just make you go, Aha, whoa, that awaken you, that help you be honest, and then take action, aha. And we've been doing it in one of the most precious stories that Jesus taught with. It's the parable of the prodigal son. Now, in this key part, you probably know this story, but I just want to review. Jesus sees some people that are just leaning in. They need to hear that God loves them. And it's specific people, sinners, People who have screwed up, who have made bad decisions, and even worse sinners, the gospel writer says, tax collectors. So they're sinners on top of sinners, basically. And he notices that as they're listening, he tells them a story. It's a man that has two sons. The youngest son, you probably know this, but the youngest son asks for his inheritance, which is just this terrible thing to do to his dad. And his dad actually does an even crazier thing. He gives the inheritance before he dies. Now the son squanders it. He makes even poorer choices. And now he's come to his senses. He's awakened, and he's taken action. And he says, I'm going to come back. And here's the craziest part. The father doesn't kick him out. No, the father is waiting. The father welcomes him. The father hugs him. The father restores him. And now there's been a celebration. I need you to hear the next part, because there's another character. Now the elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come back, and your father's killed the fatted calf because he's got him back safe and sound. Then the older brother became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you, and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him? Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So Jesus has just gotten done. He tells the, these people that are leaning in, these people that need to hear grace, these people that need to hear that God is with them, that God actually is paying attention to them. He has just told them that this younger son that has squandered everything, that his father didn't actually kick him out, that his father loves him. And you can almost hear at the end of that as he says, and they began to celebrate. You can almost hear them going, ah. Thank you. You can almost hear them, yes. Because what does it say? They began to celebrate. 
And so that's what they're saying. They're saying it's time to groove. So if you want, you could dance right now, but I'd rather you not because I have more to say right now. But I want you to know right now as we begin this time that I'm guessing you've made some hard choices in life, some bad choices. I'm guessing life has happened. I need you to hear if you resonate with that younger brother that God is not waiting and has never been waiting to punish you, to condemn you. Not at all. No, he's been waiting to love you. But as he's doing, as the, the music is starting, this celebration is happening, it's almost it's like the end of the story. But it's almost like this is happening. You know, at the end of the movie, right? It's like the people are hearing it, they've begun to celebrate, the party's going on, and now everyone can just get up and go and... It's so good, right? The credits are rolling. Now, I love movies. I, I confess openly to you, though, that I not only love movies and TV shows and books and comic books and all those things, but I have confessed to you for now almost a year that your pastor is a nerd, and I own it. You've got to own who you are, and God has made me this way. And I know when I go to the movies and the credits start going, I know for one of my favorite type of movies, the Marvel superhero movies, I know when those credits roll, people start to get up and go. And I just look at them and I shake my head. How foolish. You can get up and go, but you're going to miss something fun. Because for almost every Marvel superhero movie that, that happens, there is something after the credits, right? You know this. It might be a, an alien cat that pukes up something. It might be some of the superheroes that are just hanging out, or it may be a lead-in for the next movie. I don't know, but I know it's going to be exciting. I know it's going to be surprising, and I can't wait. So I just sit there. I'm sipping my, my uh, soda. I'm eating the popcorn, and I'm ready because... The end credits are not the end, right? That's the same thing with Jesus' story here. He's just said that the credits are rolling. Now the father's just hugged his son. He's forgiven him. He's restored him. He's put the robe on. Life is good. But the credits, as they roll, there's something more. Because remember I said the, the sinners and the super sinners They've been gathering around Jesus, but Luke also tells us that someone else is gathered around. It's not just them, but it's another crowd. It's the people that judge the others. It's the Pharisees. It's the scribes. Now, in Jesus' times, these are, these are good people. Now, they're, they're doing their best, but they're in charge of helping others know God's laws. And they have this tendency to look at others and tell them when they're not doing it right. And so in this parable, there's that younger son. And it, as the credits roll, Jesus looks around, and as people are saying, okay, now it's, it's done, it's almost like Jesus goes, <clears throat> Meanwhile, there's one more character. And he's the older brother. Now, I'm the older brother in my household, and uh, I have to tell you that it's easy for me at times to feel like him. And maybe for you, you feel like life 
Like life, you're doing just exactly what the older brother does. Let's look at what's happening here, because I think this is important. What was that, what was that music again, Phil? I, I need that one more time. We've got to get in this scene. Anyone, anyone going to get up and... No? Yes, buddy! Woohoo! That is it! So as he's hearing the music, as people are just starting to enjoy themselves, right? Um, he hears the music and the dancing, and now he calls one of the slaves. He says, what's going on? And the, the, the slave tells him, he says, your brother's back. And not only that, but your father has killed the fatted calf. Now this is the prized possession of the father. This is the one that you save for the very best occasions. Okay, this is the Dom Perignon, you know? You're, you're going to crack open that champagne. You're going to take out the good china for this time. This is going to be the celebration of celebrations. And you can almost feel the, the uh, older brother at this point as he hears this, because it says, then he became angry and refused to go in. He's invited to the party, but he's not going to. Now, I have a six and an eight-year-old, and I, I want you to, to hear this. Maybe this happens in your families too, but it's, it's uncanny. There, there, there is a phrase that I hear at least mm, maybe 28 times a day, and it's typically like when I've given them the same dessert, the exact same dessert. Like we had two drum, the drumsticks. They were the same ones, everyone, I assure you. But as we opened them up, apparently one had, it looked like had less chocolate chips than the other one. And so one of my kids looked at the other as they opened them up and were able to enjoy the drumsticks that I bought for them. And un, it's, it's unreal how this happens. Eating it, enjoying it, and looking over and going, it's not, it's not fair. <laughs> he has seven chocolate chips and I only have six and then like I will cut the peanut butter and jelly sandwich I swear it's exact the crusts are off and I, I'm measuring them I pulled out the rulers and if it is as big as mine it's not fair it's pretty fun to revisit that. Not fun in the moment, I, I gotta tell you. And as adults, it's really easy to laugh about that, right? But life isn't fair. It happens so often, and, and, and in the big ways, it, it, it isn't fair. And doesn't it feel like many times we're living life? We're doing, we're, we're, we're living it the, the way we think we should, mostly, right? Maybe once in a while we make a mistake, but it's not a big one. But how come life seems to happen in ways that don't seem fair? One of our families, they have a small little boy. He just got, was diagnosed with a, a brain tumor and had surgery. Life is, I, I want to scream at it. That's not fair. Other families where all at once, the treatments are not working for cancer. It's not. It's not fair. 
Or how about if you're doing everything you could, you're pouring into your relationship and your family and your spouses, I can't do this anymore. Is that fair? What about when you've done everything in your job and you, you thought it was good, but you were passed over for that promotion? Or they say, you know what, we, 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 you're such a good worker, but the, the finances just aren't there and we have, to, we have to let you go. Is that fair? Now, we can laugh a lot about little kids that do it, but really, honestly, life, life happens, doesn't it? And there are two ways you can go about it. And honestly, in this story, this is the gift of it. We have this younger son that screws up, that messes up, And I love he has the aha moment. He awakens to the reality that I did screw up. I made a mistake. And then he's honest about that. And he realizes I need to come back. And I don't know if my worth is there. Um, And he takes action and he does it. He has that aha God moment. He realizes I need, I need this. I need it. I can't do it on my own. And so he comes back and he isn't punished. He's restored. He's forgiven. Now, I have this tendency, I think, in life for us to go one of two ways. We could be like that younger son, realizing we need grace. And then this is what happens after that. I I think this is, yes. This is actually footage from my wedding just a few weeks ago, and it's me. I put on the wig. I'm a rock star on that dance floor. But I truly believe, as you're watching Napoleon Dynamite dance, that I I believe that we can say we make mistakes, we're not perfect, and now we can celebrate and we can have gratitude and we're not always going to be happy, but we're going to take every day for the moment and the blessing that it is. Or we can be like the other character, and I'm pretty sure there's a portrait of the older son. Yeah. Grumpy cat, he just died. Sorry. Sorry, guys. But I love this meme. <laughs> Not even happy in heaven. I get, this, I get this image of the older brother, and it can be awfully easy when life isn't fair to feel that way myself, to, say, to look at the things I don't have to look at others that it seems like life isn't fair and they're getting blessed, they're getting rewarded like the younger son, and to feel like grumpy cat. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's absolutely no glass that is half empty enough for that older brother, right? The celebration, the party's happening right around him and he won't even be part of it. So whether you today are feeling like, and, and I think we're both, sometimes we screw up and we mess up, and then we, we are able to really take a moment and, wow, celebrate that God forgives us. And then there are other times that I think all of us are like those Pharisees or that's the scribes or the older brother, resentful, judging, saying others are not doing it the way they should. But now today, I want to point you to the Father. As we end this series, we need to see the, the one in the story that is the most essential. So, I don't know about you, but in my family, I, it, it, it's so hard to watch as all of us age. But in my family, I had a couple of my grandparents, before they died, they, on, it's, this is insult on top of injury, they got dementia. And it is 
It is such a loss on top of a loss. When you come to the nursing home, and especially for my grandpa, you know, he, he was the storyteller always. I loved listening to him, but I heard the same story over and over and over and over and over and over. You, you know, you get it. When we were kids, I was the oldest, and he would tell the story out of many, but this is one of the stories, oh, we'd go fishing, and I remember that one time you were just, you would just throw in the, the, you would throw in the worm, and boy, you were just catching them left and right, and there was your younger brother. He was just messing up, and he was tangling the lines. Here you were, this great fisherman, and your younger brother, he was just messing up. Oh, that was the best day. And then he would say this after all those stories, he would say, I will never forget it as long as I live. Until he did forget it. I didn't hear those stories anymore. And what was harder is when I'd come to the nursing home and the stories that he would never forget, he forgot. And then he started to forget who we were. And he'd try to pretend, but you knew he, he didn't know and it was a loss on top of a loss. Now, there's a, there's a story Kyle Eidelman shares in this book that the series is based on, this AHA book. I, I implore you to read it. It's so, it's so powerful. There's so much more richness in it. But he talks about this person that's also facing dementia and in a nursing home. And his daughter and her family would come every Sunday, and they would spend time with her dad. And it was such a gift for him and for them, but she realized his dementia was progressing. And even after their visit, he, could never, he couldn't even find his room anymore. It was that bad. But wouldn't you know it, every Sunday at 1 o'clock, there he was in the cafeteria, in the seat that they had said that they would be there every Sunday. And then the conversation would wander, and he was losing himself. And finally, she, in one of those lucid moments, she said, Dad... I don't understand. How do, you, how, are, how do you always know that it's Sunday and to be here at 1 o'clock? And he said, Oh, honey, I'm here every day waiting for you. On the characters, the younger son who screwed up and the older brother who is so resentful and judgmental, I want to point you to the, the one who's always waiting for you. Every day, every moment, our God loves you so much that he's, he's waiting on that porch. He's waiting. He's like, are, are you coming back? Is this your aha moment that you're saying, now you need me? And if you're so resentful and so judgmental, he's the same one that's coming out of the party. He's removing himself from the rest of the celebration because you are that important. And either way, in the good, the bad, and the ugly, when life isn't fair, our God is saying, you are mine. I love you. And he took the cross because, because he loves you that much. And so today, I want this to be an aha moment for you. To know that our God, our God's waiting for you like that. And so as we go out from here just to enjoy the rest of our day, I, I, I challenge you to, to ask, am I, today, am I the, that grateful person that's ready to celebrate and be thankful? Or today, am I feeling resentful a little judgmental because life doesn't seem fair. Either way, our God today is saying, go 
go and help others know that I love them too. Amen. Let's pray. God, for these people that need you so much, when life especially does not seem fair at all, that, God, we can know that you still love us. When we judge others because they don't seem to be living the life that they need, when some of my band members run outside of the sanctuary and life seems like, am I going to have a band up here? God, I know you're still in control. I know you're still leading. You're still guiding. In those times that life is so unexpected, help us, help us to join the celebration you already have in store for us. Help us to realize you're not waiting just to condemn, to say we're not part of your family anymore. Know that we're yours today and forever. We love you so much, God. Help us to join the party you already have in store for us. And all God's people said, Amen. It's a Christmas miracle. You're there. <laughs>